Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. All right, all right. So we are going to address a topic today that is current. It's happening in the world right now. The question is, why is Ukraine resisting what looks like an unwinnable battle? Now, I'm going to attack this thing from a mental health, like clinical sort of framework. I would propose that one of the things that's innate within us is a desire and a sense to be in relationship with others. And in a situation uh, that Ukraine is facing right now in Russia or in Ukraine with Russia invading is a a sense of uh, belonging. And the question is, where do they belong? So in the individual mind, uh, the most likely the battle is going on that says uh, we have to belong to something. They were disconnected from Russia originally. So they were a part of Russia and that disconnect occurred. And in the creation of Ukraine from that point on, they started to create their own identity. Now, identity work is very interesting, but I think that's the core of what's happening in Ukraine is they have an, they have an identity that is different than Russia. And so why would they fight what looks like and feels like at times an unwinnable battle? I think it's all about who they believe they are. Right, we could get into the morality of it, but at the end of the day, that that tribal nature, that that need to fit in, that need to belong, is very very powerful. And with an identity that's already created, this happens in everyday life. As a, as a therapist, I see it routinely, where a person will come in, and they will hold on so tightly to things that they know are not functional. Because they believe it makes them fit. Now, I'm not suggesting that Ukraine is holding on to something that is unreasonable. I'm simply using that as an example that oftentimes people will use, will, will hold tightly to things that don't fit. Now, the other argument would be based on morality. Uh, we, we have, we all have a sense of moral rights and wrongs or um, what is good, what is not good. Now that moral compass, I, I often use the compass as the, uh, the visual, right? The moral compass that is within each of us, that moral compass is supposed to point us in a direction that we have determined to be good, healthy, appropriate, um, you know, at the end of the day, correct. And that moral compass is something that can get off kilter as well. Right. Um, again, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not picking the side of Ukraine or Russia at the, in this particular 
uh, podcast. What I'm simply saying is why they would fight back. Well, I think it would take a closer look at their morality. When you look fundamentally at what the Soviet Union is, it's hierarchical based on not the people, but the leaders. It's all based on the leaders within the culture. Uh, you can hear that when you hear uh, Putin talking about uh, the former leaders. He doesn't necessarily spend a whole lot of time talking about the people that are following. He's talking only about the leaders. Um, and he, he talks about the weakness of leaders based on people not following or people caving in um, to some other belief system. He talks about strength based on those who can demand followership and get it, even if it's based on things that, you know, in the Western world, we might say are fear oriented and not therefore weak and not realistic bullying. Um, But Ukraine has adopted a different mentality. Their morality comes out of what is best for all of us. Now, in a, a communist region, uh, you you would hear that it's it's about all, like the power of the leaders is about the power of all the people. Um, but tradition and history would point to a, a slightly different experience of that, right? Because it's just a matter of time before a leader comes along that is more selfish than the others and therefore takes the people, all of the people down a path that is not necessarily in the best interest of all the people. And so having it be more uh, Western centered in Ukraine means they come from a totally different moral premise. The, uh, the idea of their, their vantage point, their view, their paradigm of what is going to be right starts from a totally different place. And so a group of people that would see moral differences that are, uh, you know, convictions at the least, but doctrine at the, you know, at the most, they'll, you know, doctrine, they'll stand up and they'll die. That's what they're doing. They're saying, no, this is core and central to who we are. And therefore, we must band together and fight this, even if it costs us everything. So going back, circle back around, um, the two premises that I brought up that, that may explain at least a portion of why Ukraine would fight what looks like an unwinnable battle. Number one, the need to belong. And that sense of belonging comes from the... Uh, the identity that they believe they have, right? And then the second piece being morality. It's, it's about how we see the world around us. Now, you probably heard in other podcasts, I'm just going to go in a little tangent here. I, I talk about being able to see accurately and, and register um, authentic real information in real time. That's really hard to do in the chaos of war. So what 
Ukraine has spent years and years and years developing, uh, I guess it would be the hope of all the people that are fighting back that they were seeing things accurately before the war began. Because now they are on that trajectory. They are fighting for those morals and that unification of their nation. And if they were wrong in their paradigm, then they're, they're wrong in their fight. And if they were right in their paradigm, then they are right in their fight. Again, that's, that's based on the, the way in which they see themselves. Now, another, you know, as I'm concluding this, another thing to think about is, you know, this is a vantage point that we in America have a distant view of. We're getting to look at from a distance this fight. And one of the things that we should be doing in my opinion, as a mental health guy, this is this is like a, a therapeutic lens over this whole conflict situation. From a therapeutic lens, one of the things that we should do when we see something like this from a distance is use it as information to assess our own path. Are we standing on the correct moral ground? That's a tough question. Right in in the aftermath of the pandemic, when we had the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, we've had we've had all kinds of stuff. The truckers in Canada, um, the the truckers heading to Washington D.C. Like we've seen all these movements. The question is, is our paradigm seeing the world accurately? Okay. The second part is. Are we standing on the right moral grounds? That's an even harder question. It's a harder question because sometimes, at least in my vantage point, again, I, I look at the world around and I'm seeing uh, the, a complete lack of conviction at times when we should see it, when children are being hurt. Uh, I know that most people that I've encountered do not like when children are being hurt. It pains them. And yet our nation tolerates children's suffering more now than I've experienced in my life. Now, what does that mean from a therapeutic lens? I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to make sense of it myself. But I can tell you when, when children are harmed and people are not standing up as strongly as maybe we should, there's something to look at there. Are we seeing the world accurately? What if this battle came to our land? Do we stand up and fight it? And by this battle, I'm talking about something that looks like it might be unwinnable. At what point do we, here in the United States, at what point do we encounter that challenge and say, no, I'm going to stand for these things because these are my people and here are the, the moral groundings to stand on, right? You know, in our founding, it would have probably been argued that we would fall to the constitution. Well, the constitution is a Christian document. So do we stand on Christian principles still? Well, I can show you example after example after example that we we are, as a nation, a little bit torn on that. And 
we got to think about that. So from a distance, taking a look at it and saying, where do I stand on this? It's probably a good idea. With that, I've probably stirred up a whole bunch of stuff for you. I want you to go ahead and think about it and then go ahead and give us feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, again, this one didn't provide a lot of answers because I don't know that I necessarily have all the answers on this, but I definitely have questions. And as a therapist, one of the things you're going to learn about me is I'm looking for the right questions, not just the right answers, because the right questions lead to the right answers. So hopefully I've stirred some things. You're asking yourself a few questions that uh, may lead us to some better answers. Thanks. Have a great one.